You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Thompson, JJ Paterka still tearing it up. The return of the Levi. Hurls, immediate reactions. Don't bring me down, though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to match your energy. That was an Alex Tuck level woo from you there. That was really impressive. Uh, yeah. That, sweating. That, I'm sweating right now. No, no, no two ways about it. That is a huge win for this team, especially after last night. The disappointment. There was a lot of optimism going into last night, especially after the the first one against the Flyers this week. To go into Toronto and outscore a Leafs team, three goals from Austin Matthews, his third hat trick of the season, leading the NHL in goals with eleven, and to go punch for punch with that team, it never felt like the game was out of reach, especially in that second and third period. To constantly respond to the Leafs' response to the Sabers' goals, it was so so impressive from an offensive perspective. We can. Get into the defense a little bit later. But, yeah, an absolutely massive win. No two ways about it. Yeah, and I, like, I've been on a warpath on the Twitter machine all day, just throwing shade, doing what I do best is just hating on the Leafs, Leafs Nation, whatever it might be. Even right now, uh, just some guy just throwing shade at us. Oh, your poverty franchise, this, that, and the other. Dude, we own your franchise. Kiss my ass. We haven't made the playoffs in 12 years, and we still have one more rounds than you in the last 20. Get out of here with that garbage. Oh, that's technically – last 20, yeah. Last 20 is correct. The last 20 years, we've won more rounds in the playoffs than the Maple Leafs, and we haven't made the playoffs in 12. So, like, whatever, man. I just I, – I'm absolutely loving every second of this. Um, Such a, such a, a great night. A lot of back and forth. Just high intensity. Um, The Sabres – keeping their foot on the pedal. They were really never out of this. They were never losing. Um, and even when they were, well, they were pushed, up, pushed up against it, when they tied it up at 4-4, Matthews having like a legendary night. Uh, the Sabres just wouldn't be defeated tonight. You know, where was this passion the night before? Were they saving it for tonight? I don't know. But like Alex Tuck having a phenomenal game and just honestly, Tage Thompson continuously proving why he's an elite player in this league, top five in my opinion. Just every single game, even when he's not scoring at the same clip as, say, Matthews or any other elite goal scorer, you can see him in every game literally doing everything he can to put this team on his back. And that shorthanded goal was a great example of it. And, like, again, even last night in a game where we were just dominated from start to finish, like, Tage Thompson was doing everything he could to try and get his team back into it. Like, he was the best player on the ice last night. He was the best player on the ice tonight. And, you know, all our worries about Devin Levi and making his return, um, you know, from probably a groin injury, you know, he put that all to bed tonight, you know, made big saves when saves are due. And biggest being that save at the end of the first period, uh, going coast to coast on Matthews, uh, getting a piece of it with his glove. Yeah, yeah. He was he was really sharp for the most part. I wouldn't put uh, too many. I mean, maybe, maybe you want to save here and there. Um, I think that obviously Marner had a really good game. Uh, the Sabres were down one nothing actually, but that says even more the fact. Oh, I'm sorry, that yes, yeah, yeah, they were. I'm sorry, we came back and tied it. I'm sorry, we were losing. It says even more that they were able to come back from being down one nothing against a really, really high end offensive talented lead team. Uh, yeah, I thought Levi was good, especially his first game back in two weeks. I think he looked really sharp. He's he's known for his quickness, right? And he going 
across his crease tonight, he was particularly yeah. strong. And um, I, I, not, not that I disagree with you, and not that I'm trying to be a Levi stand, but I don't really think I put any any of the four goals on him. Like, yeah, he left, well, that's the thing. Ball. Like, I, I think he himself would say, I, w- I wish I had a save or two here and there. Um, I think the Matthews, um, not the tip, maybe in front of the net, he did actually get a piece of that. So I think yeah, that if he did leave Matthews alone in front, no, yeah, no, of course, like, obviously, not many goals are really stopping either of those shots. From his perspective, I think he he'll look back. Oh at yeah, for sure. Every, but every goalie is going to be critical of themselves. In the, in that yeah, uh, but no, I, I don't necessarily put that on him, and he made the saves he needed to to uh, to win the game tonight. But the Sabers de- deserve to win. Uh, outshot the Leafs forty to twenty nine in their building, uh, a team that, as I said on the pregame show, I thought they were going to just throw the puck on that. Uh, but it didn't necessarily turn out to be that way. I think they mm-hmm. took advantage of their opportunities. And aside from a few breakdowns, which which led to the goals, um, I think the defense did hold them in check for, for the most part. And as we talked, as you talked about with Tage, the penalty kill is absolutely incredible. Uh, yes. the, the reach that Tage Thompson and Jordan Greenway have uh, is just really, really hard to get through as, as a, as a power play. they, are taking up so much space in the defensive zone and the penalty kill it's it's got to be a top 3 unit in the in the league right now they were top 5 going into this game and i i, I think they did, did let up one power play goal but for the most part especially against a unit like that it's really impressive so yeah tage has come a long way and the fact that he's not like a selkie candidate like potentially if he keeps up his scoring pace a hard candidate as well uh it's really amazing to see the the strides he's taken Dude, like literally Tage does everything now. He like he's the ultimate utility man. He's gonna score. He's gonna score goals. Like he's gonna score at an elite goal scorer levels clip. Um, obviously off to a slow start. I mean, I was honestly kind of surprised to see that Matthews only had uh, sorry eight goals coming into this game because he started off with six in the first two. Um, but you know. Goal scorers are going to find ways to score, and like even when things aren't going their way, they'll will they'll will the puck in the net, much like that shorthanded goal. He wouldn't be denied. I think, I think the second second Matthews goal is the one Levi went back the five hole. He's he's wide open in front of the net to power play, but he the didn't. second Matthews goal is when he left like left open in front. I mean, like yeah, no, no, still Matthews. still open in front. No, I I I totally maybe that was the second one. Either way, but the one where. The first one, the first one was the power play goal. He was streaking up the middle. Um, bad. I mean, it is maybe maybe it was a bad back check. I thought Tuck could have made a better effort to get get a stick on him. The second um, one was, the and then the third. second goal, the second Matthews goal. He was literally, it was the, the pass came. I might have been from Marner from yeah, right behind the goal line, straight to the front, and he just deflected a top corner on Levi. Yeah, the first one. I mean, uh, it went five hole, and I think any five hole goal. Just despite the despite someone being in front of that, I think he got a stick stuck on his pads as as he went down. Sometimes it's too close when you go into your butterfly, so that happens. I mean, it it is what it is. Um, Still Austin Matthews. Yeah, it's Austin Matthews wide open in front of the net, which should yeah, never happen. He, um, weirdly, I I thought Dalene defensively tonight was was not the best. Bad. I think he had his worst He's game bad. of the season. He had that worst goal, game of the second, season. The second Matthews goal, I would put directly on him because he was the closest man to him and did nothing about it. Yeah, yeah, he had his worst game of the season defensively, but he made up for it offensively. Uh, I think he was the one who had the one-timer on the game-winning goal, which deflected off Alex Tuck. So mm-hmm. he's you're going to have your lumps here and there. He's, you're not going to have your best night, but he still is so good in the offensive zone, and he creates – so many chances with with his puck control and his ability. So I think that's an even game from him. Um, yeah, and Alex Tuck to the game-winning goal and then the uh, goal to seal it. Uh, he blocks the shot from Klingberg. As the announcers, I was watching an NHL network, uh, the announcers absolutely ripped John Klingberg for what they called it was a lazy 50-mile-per-hour wrist shot. But Alex yeah. Tuck, to his credit, got in front of it, tipped it past the defender, Got in alone for the, for the empty net goal to seal it. Uh, we, I think like the I, effort on that was incredible. He blocks a shot, he passes it to himself off the boards, beats two Leafs to the puck, and scores to seal the game. That's yeah, nuts. It's, it's like an that, amazing that's play. Exactly material. And it's a different player than we saw in the first six games of the season. I was admittedly tough on him, and a lot of Sabres fans were, but it seems like it's a 180 from, from what he was playing early in the year. He wasn't strong on a stick. He obviously, to his credit, he's he's figured it out. 
and he's been so, so good the past few games. So I'm glad that's happened, obviously, because this team needs it. This team really, really needs it from him. The top line together looked great tonight. Uh, Skinner obviously had a goal himself. All three guys uh, were able to come through tonight. And that pass from Ryan Johnson, oh, my God. Yeah, on a, on a, he roped it. Absolutely that, roped it to him. That is the Ryan Johnson you saw at Minnesota. That's the Ryan Johnson that uh, I think a lot of people are really excited for. You know who uh, should think, be. You know who should be worried about their job, Henry Yoki. How are you? If that yeah, guy keeps playing, I, I, I'd say so. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I don't. Think, I, mean, I don't think you ship out Clifton. Um, no. Not Eric Johnson. He means too much to the locker room. I think Henry Yoki Harry should be worried about his job if, if 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 Ryan Johnson makes it impossible for them to send him down because that was an that was an unbelievable debut for the kid. Yeah, I, a two line pass right on the tape and just an unbelievable unnecessary clap bomb from Skinner top shelf. <laughs> like just literally it's, hammered him. No, no, no reason to do that whatsoever, but it works. Was, he's yeah. he's one of the biggest beauties in the NHL. Uh yeah, I mean this team when they're confident and they're creating chances is one of the most offensively gifted teams in the league. Yes. They have a very high ceiling and that floor just needs to be a little bit higher on certain nights, for instance, last night. And they need to get off to good starts. Uh, even with going down one nothing tonight, I thought they were strong in the first period. So, yeah, just a massive, massive win. They absolutely needed that. Going into a game on Tuesday against the Hurricanes on the road. So, it's going to be tough. to play a defensively strong uh, team like the Hurricanes, too. Like, they're not going to give you, you as many chances you got tonight against if Toronto. You would, if you had gotten to 5-8, and eight, Potentially after that game, that that is pretty scary. So six yeah. and six looks a lot better going into a game against likely the the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Yep, and yeah, you go in. I mean, people are oh, you beat our backup goalie. Like honestly, like both your goalies are kind of like backup goalies. Let's be real. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really have a ton of faith in either of your goaltenders. So um, either there, I mean. Be a one B and you know two B essentially is what you have in net right now in Toronto, um, and and to your point, like you know heading into Thanksgiving, you know you want to be at least a slightly above five hundred. That's where they're trending right now, and the t- the wins they have are impressive tonight against Toronto, Colorado, Ottawa. I mean those three teams alone are two of those three are division teams that you know must win games. You know, you have to play good in your division. Those are the teams you're going to see the most. And then you go out and you beat a former Stanley cup champion two years ago in in the Colorado avalanche. Things are starting to trend. Well, I mean, Jeff Skinner's been playing the same way, essentially all season. He's going to score goals. JJ Paterka has been a really nice surprise. The guy who's taking the next step and, you know, had a nice breakaway there almost to get to, and, you know, off an amazing block from Jordan Greenway, who who had an incredible game. tonight. Did you see that? Okay. Did you see that? Like play before when he lost his stick, he kept on trying to pick it. He made like four attempts to pick up his stick, and he couldn't. He couldn't get his stick up. So he said, "Fuck it," <laughs> just went in there, made a huge shot block, and kicked it out to Paterka. Who and to give credit to Willie Nylander for getting back and hauling ass. Like that's a guy too that I don't think gets enough credit. People, you know, uh, love to polarize Matthews and even Tavares to a certain extent, but William and Marner, but William Nylander, dude, that guy is absolutely a horse and got on his horse and got back and made it tougher for Paterka to do what he wanted to and made this made it a little easier on Wool. Um just a nice surprise this season from JJ Paterka. Uh a guy who we weren't sure what we were gonna get out of him with Jack Quinn uh being out of the lineup. Uns- unsung hero of the team so far, I'd say I agree. Uh, I would uh, definitely agree. 11, there. 12 games in he's he's been incredible. Uh obviously yes. scoring a lot but his speed is so apparent out there. He's the fastest guy on the ice in the NHL at any single game that he plays. Uh, even the ability to just flat out win that race cleanly. Uh, Nylander, as you said, great back check, but he still was able to get a shot off for how fast he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, and I think the the linchpin to all of that, and I think he's making guys look really good, is, is Casey Middlestat. He had another amazing game. He right? leads the league in like – even even strength scoring. I don't know about this year, but like I forget it, was, it might have been said in our group chat. Yeah, um, no, I would, since um, since the March of last year, uh, his um, expected goals for created at five on five was second in the league behind uh, Nathan McKinnon. 
if you've ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Um, even just that line tonight with Paterka, like he was setting him up so many times. There was mm -hmm. one in, I think the, yeah, I think it was the third period. He um, got a great pass. Uh, one of my favorite plays in hockey is when uh, the player is going behind the net and he does a backhand to the same side he came from. Because the goalie is thinking that he's going to go all the way behind the net and come around the other side. But it's deceptive in a way where you can send it back to that same side and Casey got the puck and he sent it back to Paterka, but Paterka uh, whiffed on the shot. It was a bouncing puck, yep. but it was just a really, really nice play by both Greenway and Middlestat to get a scoring opportunity. But yeah, all three of those guys have been unbelievable. And, you, and you've needed that because as we've talked about, like the middle six of this team and, and the bottom six has not produced, has not performed in recent years, but they're actually getting some production from guys not named Alex Tuck, Cage Thompson, and Jeff Skinner. Yeah, so that's, that, that's huge. Like Jordan Greenway has been a real nice surprise. Um, another big goal for him tonight. Big shot block and a, and a situation where you had to defend and led to a scoring chance. Um, and I, I just you, you couldn't be. I mean, that fourth line. I know talked about in the pregame. You need more out of them. You really do. Um, I do think they're uh, proving their worth defensively. Yeah, I think they're, sure. they're responsible yeah, on their sure. own end, and that is their main role. But you do need a little bit more production, or at least yeah. some production. Especially again from your first your first round pick in, in Peyton Krebs. Like you need to find that guy way more ways to get more opportunities. Hunter, I, I, I still Casey Mills that he's going to get some opportunities. Yes, exactly, dude. Casey just finds way to get you the puck and put you in, in, in successful situations. But before we keep going, I just want to. Uh, I know I was excited to start the show. But just want to show some love to our sponsors, Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's Craft Beer, Marquee Tap Room, 300 beers to choose from at seven different Western New York locations. And they're open daily seven days a week from 1130 to 10:30, and later live music and events very often. And you can follow them at all their socials at on Instagram, Fatty Beer, Facebook at Fatty Beer, and at Twitter or now X at Fatty Beer. And just always remember. Like I love about them, they are kid and dog friendly. Brought my dog there multiple times. He's always greeted with a treat from whoever is behind the pine. And don't forget Buffalo Go, your premier local Buffalo sports apparel company. Go out, check them out at Buffalo Go on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, pick yourselves up one of the Stefan 316 shirts. Or of course, my favorite thing they have right now is the NHL Shield throwback hat that has BUF instead of NHL for the Buffalo branding. Uh, go check them out at Buffalo. Go. Uh, keep, uh, continuing on, um, you know, I don't like how I, I understand elite goal scorers are going to find ways to score. I just don't like how wide open and how available Malista Matthews was to like do whatever he wanted tonight. That drove me nuts because that guy did whatever he wanted to do tonight at will. And it should, it's it, again, against a team like Toronto, you got to find ways to answer that. I know we won, but you can't let that guy just get the opportunities that he got tonight. He could have had five or six goals tonight, easy. And he had three. Yeah, especially on that uh, save by Levi across the crease as we talked yes. about getting, getting his glove up there. And then he lost his stick after that play too, and he was ready for the next shot. Thankfully, yep. one didn't get through, but it was really impressive uh, recovery by him. But, yeah, I mean, as we talked about, like, Darlene was sleepwalking a little bit in his own zone tonight. Uh, Henry Yoki Haru continuously sleep sleepwalks, a lot of puck watching. Uh, not having Samuelson, I think, is is a bigger deal than we knew. We know it's a big deal anytime he's out of the lineup. But defensively and the responsibility in their own zone, it's going to be really tough to recover from if he's out for longer than a few games. Uh, thankfully, Don Granado said before the game, it doesn't seem like it's too serious and it's not going to be super long-term. So potentially could be back at some point next week, but they need guys that are going to be responsible in their own end. That's what they've done for the most part through uh, 12 games this season. There's, they've been way better than they were in the past, which is not saying much because they were the worst puck watching team in the NHL last season. Yeah. But I, I do believe that uh, they're they're gonna need they're gonna need Samuelson back really soon, and then maybe you, like you said maybe you give Ryan Johnson a shot full time. I think Jacob Bryson is he kind of is what he is. Uh, I didn't really notice him tonight, which is also a good thing as far as he's concerned. 
But a little spark from a guy like Ryan Johnson who has a lot of offensive upside, as we saw with that pass tonight. Maybe he, being a rookie, would be more inclined to take care of his own end a little bit better than some of these other guys. I think Eric Johnson's been fine. Connor Clifton provides a, a physical presence and in no way, shape, or form am I worried about Rasmus Dahlin moving forward. I think he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL and he just had a bad night defensively, but made up for it offensively. But yeah, there needs to be some phil- philosophical commitment to stick on stick, man on man, it's a knowing where your guys are in the, in in the zone. Own. It's yeah. it, it, it's if it's not it every other, team, it's, it's, every other team, it's costing us. It really is. Like it's just you can't just. I, I I don't understand. Like growing up, you and me being goaltenders. Like, what's the one thing we say when there's a man tie up, tie him up, tie him up? Like, is it do the goalies have to start being more vocal about it? I mean, I, like, I always I always say like back door, weak side, watch the front. Uh, because some yeah. of these guys, like they, they get caught, like as as we've said, like watching where the puck is and watching the guy with the puck. But the best players in the league are the ones that know where they're going to pass it. They're they're looking two plays ahead. Like Mitch Marner, for instance, like his vision is incredible. Like he probably has the most assists in the league uh, aside from Connor McDavid in the past like three to four years. So when you are going up against guys that can make plays like this, you cannot be watching who has the puck, especially if it's him, because he's going to find the open man. And if it's Austin Matthews, he's the best goal scorer in the league. He's going to put the puck in the net. Yeah. So I mean, there's no just, debating that. Like, you know, I love him to death. My buddy Chaz, like was, you know, being hard on Levi on Twitter. And he goes, you know, he's not a, he's not a starting goalie. Put him in Rochester, this, that, and the other. He's a seventh round pick. I, I don't mean, I don't know if you know this, but Ryan Miller was like a sixth or a fifth round pick. Dominic yeah, I, goalies tenth, draft position does not matter. Yeah, 10th round pick. Um, you can go up and down the list of elite goaltenders and where they're picked in the draft. And I most of them aren't picked the first, second, or even third round. It's a fact. Um it takes time to develop, and he's yeah, still very, very young. This is uncommon for him to be in the NHL, right? Yeah. Now. For the but, most part, he's he's holding his own. Yeah, but like getting getting away from that, like he even said, like, oh, Austin Matthews isn't the least, but like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, what are you talking about? He scored 62 years ago. Like, Austin Matthews. Like, like what are you talking sh- about? Without a shred of the doubt, the best pure goal scorer in the NHL right now. And it's like, close. like, it's him and then like Ovechkin still at the age of like four, like damn near 40. Like, like I don't understand like how anyone could think that guy isn't like number one or not at least, very least 1B next to maybe Connor McDavid. Like, a guy who. You know, goes out of his way to be a pass first guy. You know, I mean, Connor McDavid at will, if he wanted to, could score a lot more goals. But when you have Leon Dreisaitl on the team, like, yeah, maybe you dish him the puck as much as you can and let him score. But, like, I I don't understand, like, how anybody could honestly have that thought in their brain that Austin Matthews isn't just number one or at the very least number one B. Especially just, like, pure goal scoring ability. Like, that shot that he has where he pulls it back on a toe drag – and uses the leverage of his stick in a way to like quickly like change the angle on the shot is so so hard to defend both as oh, a defender and a goalie like that is one of the toughest things in in the sport to defend so he is able to do things with his body with his stick with the angles and changing his position like in milliseconds before he shoots uh, it's really, really amazing. And he usually doesn't even have goals like he did tonight. The tip in front of the net, like he never gets those goals. He's a he's a pretty player and he's fun to watch. He makes the game more exciting. And he's an American. You yeah. can't like we can shit on the leaf, but like Austin Matthews is really, really good for the game of hockey. Like, imagine like how good, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about the Olympics this past week and the NHL returning to it. Like, just imagine how good, or the, the condensed version of a World Cup of hockey. Like, just imagine how good and loaded Team USA should be. Like, it's get, it's going to be exciting. It's like, this is probably, like, the best team they're going to put on ice either since that gold medal game that they lost to Canada with Miller or, honestly, back in the days of LaFontaine. Like, that's how good these teams are going to be. Yeah, I, I, I would argue that. Probably in two years, the American team, it's, it's obvious they're not going to be favored because of the, the depth that Canada has and obviously Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard. But the American team, the high-end talent, like, might be there. They might not have up and down the lineup. The fourth line 
in third line and the third D pair might not be as good as Canada's, but the goaltending's going to be better, like without a doubt. Like Jake Ottinger is probably going to start if I had to imagine. Um, Connor Hellebuck will be on the team. Um, I forget who who would be the third guy, but you you have those two as your one two, and like that's an amazing tandem. So yeah, and Tate Thompson could easily be the number two center on that team. So it'll be it'll be pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to see just yeah, on the international ice too. Much bigger. There's they still do the Olympic. There's going to be Olympics on Olympic ice, right? Like I know in some yeah. of their international formats, they don't do it on Olympic ice, but like just all oh, all that speed and all that just ability. Um, I wish they would. I wish that the World Cup of Hockey were still going to do uh, Team North America. I heard they're not going to do that again. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm excited, man. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. But getting away from Olympics that may or may not happen. Let's keep talking. Let's keep rolling. Um, let's. You know, I know we talked a little bit about Ryan Johnson, but let's talk some more about Ryan Johnson. Um, kid comes in, has a solid showing uh, in his rookie debut, puts that pass on a string to Skinner. Um, you know, we always tend to see rookies have great games in their first in their first games out, but I mean, can he continue this? Um, is this not going to be just a flash in the pan? He kind of slows things down because I honestly thought he was their best defenseman tonight. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice him too much defensively, but I, I think That's a good that thing. is also a good thing. Uh, he was their seventh defenseman tonight, I, I think, actually. So, yeah, I mean, in a spot like that, like same with Devin Levi, like coming in into a very emotionally charged environment in a rivalry game against a really, really good team, especially with so much talent. I uh, Yeah, I thought he performed admirably, and it's going to really come down to a discussion, especially when Samuelson comes back, that – Probably going to be Yoki Haru or him. Uh, maybe you keep him up with the team to see how he doesn't practice, see how he he meshes with his line mates or his D pairs. But yeah, it's getting to the point where on defense, like I, they need to be better in their own zone. Obviously, I do think they've improved. But if you have the option of someone who's maybe like not as good defensively, but also has that ability to make those types of passes, make those types of plays. We saw what he did at at Minnesota. Like he was a play driver for one of the best college hockey teams in the country. First round pick. uh, It took a while to sign him, but we finally did. And now like maybe just see what what the kids got. They did the same thing with Devin Levi at the end of the year last year. Uh, If you find like a flash in the pan, like you got got to go with it. So yeah, I I hope they continue to throw him out there and, and see what he does. Yeah, Ryan, like I said, Ryan Johnson was definitely very, very impressive. Uh, from one of the hockey hotbeds in Minnesota, just like Casey Middlestat. Um, and Casey, I know we talked about him earlier, but I just leading the team, Leading the team in points now. Yeah, like it's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, he's got one year left on his deal too, correct? Yeah, I, they were debatably, I think, uh, looking into giving him a bridge deal before this season, but obviously the – I think you lock him up long-term just like the rest of the team. The priority and, was 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 power and Darlene, but yeah, yeah, they're absolutely. He's a restricted free agent after this year, but I could easily see a seven times five or six for him. Like I without, think, I think he's earned more than five. To be honest with you, yeah, six six without a question. I mean, I don't think you pay him more than Cousins or Thompson. No. But if he's a point per game player this season, or if he gets over 65, 70 points, like he's definitely earned that. So he's got 10, 3 goals and seven assists and 11, 11 games played. Wait. Uh, these stats might not be updated. Let me make sure. But um, before this game, at least he was leading the team in points. So, yeah, it's it's really amazing. And I was just looking in general, like there is production up and down the line, like in a way that they haven't had in the past. Like they've got, I think, seven or eight guys with more than six points. So that's huge early on for this team. Let me see what the updated stats are, though. Oh, man. So what do we got? Uh, well, well, while you look that up, we'll get to some of the comments here in the peanut gallery. Chris, Derek, blow, Luis, blow. Where was that effort on Friday? Great team victory for us. Great back and forth action. And let's get this. Let, now let's start getting over 500. Let's carry this momentum. It's the next game. Let's go Buffalo. Um, Austin Matthews could score 10 goals in a game and the Leafs could still lose. I mean, you're not wrong, I guess. Um, the Leafs will win the president's trophy and lose in the first round. Um, I mean, I don't know where they are currently in the standings, but I mean, 
I actually kind of hope that happens because it would just be funny. It would be really, really funny for them to see them win the President's Trophy and then lose in the first round. Did they not update stats after the game? Like, no, I'm always- it's annoying. It's annoying. I would always just look at the box score and just add on to whatever. What is going on? That's so stupid. Living from, from our new, uh, living just north of Toronto, it's very hard to be a Sabres fan, but I never crack. I give it right back to the Leafs fans that are never going anywhere with their hipster hockey culture. Uh, from Robert Seagrave, when Tuck skates hard, he's unstoppable, powerful skater. He really is, man. Like uh, Eric from Buffalo, he was just uh, on our timeline. He said, you know, it's kind of crazy how big and how good of a skater Tuck is until you see it in, in, like, in person. Like unbelievable uh, skating a power forward for sure. I, I think I would say he is a power forward as well. Yeah, uh, sure. Especially when he plays like that. From uh, Paramat Pictures, holy shit, Green was a plus three tonight. It showed. Couldn't agree with you more. And again, from Robert, Ryan Johnson is the real deal older being a college player, but he's ready now. I, I think um, you're right. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Casey was also plus three. Um, so, yeah, so Middlestat and Skinner still lead the team with 11 points each in, in 12 games. So, and, I, and you, I mean, Tage, I mean, Tage hasn't even really hit his stride yet. Like, no, we saw it so many times last year with him. Like, he can go off in a, in a, in a snap of a finger and rip off like 10 points in three or four games. Like he's very capable of doing that. And he hasn't yet. And wait till he does, man, because like, and it'll probably happen, start to happen on that power play. Once yeah. you get that power play going, I know we had a power play goal from the second unit tonight, but once you really get that power play rolling, man, like the wins are going to start to come. They are going to. Seven shots on goal for, for Tate Thompson tonight. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't like, dude, he, he might be leading the team in shots. Uh, well, no, no, he is without, without, a doubt. he has to be. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had 10, one game, but uh, yeah, they threw the bra on the ice <laughs> uh, for, for Austin Matthews hat, hat trick. I, uh, I tweeted that out when the, when the Sabres won tarps off for the boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think she's going to get that one back. Um, no, but yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll get an expensive one too. You know, no. how those, how expensive those things can be. The, the, the new Kim Kardashian bra. Um, yeah, no, Tage is obviously like, we were concerned a little bit about, uh, Tage and Tuck early on. They had their, uh, they did a podcast before the season. They talked about the feeling in this locker room, like how much fun it is, how much they enjoy playing with each other. And you can really see it on a night to night basis. Even like a guy like Jordan Greenway after he scored, like the, the celebration that they had with him and the enthusiasm he had on his face. And it, it just seems like a, a really, really good vibe that they have with each other. It seems like they're actually friends. They talked about how they have like distinct card tables on the plane and the same four guys always play with each other. But now there's like five or six different card tables. And being such a young group, obviously they have the older veterans here and there, obviously Oposo and Gergensons, but they have so much potential and so much ability to keep on this track. But it hasn't been that the best start to the year, but they have the ability to play games like they did tonight. And I think they're going to, I really do. It's how about, but they have it. How about that reaction on chat? I was, I taped it from my own phone or videoed it from my own phone. But when Alex talk thought he was going to the box and they called Marner's and he's like, (laughs) he was like literally skating towards the box. He thought it was a, that was awesome. His mustache is so good. Yeah. Shout out November. I'm uh, raising money for. Yeah, aren't uh, you doing something right now? You want to pump that up? Yeah, I mean, just if you go to if you go to Movember pages, I think I'll put the link in my my Instagram bio or my Twitter bio. But um, yeah, it's just Movember every year. Just grow a mustache uh, in support of um, this organization called Mo- Movember that supports like men's health, uh, testicular cancer, prostate cancer, mental health in general. Yeah. So it's a really cool organization. I, uh, they do it. They do it every single year, and uh, I've been seeing a lot more mustaches this year, especially around the NHL. I think probably 50% of the players in that game tonight had a muzzy. So it was, it was really cool. To see. I've, I've never had a mustache too. And I can grow. It's a good luck. I honestly think it, it's a really, really good luck. I, it's becoming way more popular and way less creepy than it used to be. Like, should I just like straight up, just go down and just keep like, a, like a stone cold Steve Austin look almost. Or do like a Fu Manchu. Get, 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 like, get all the grizz out. Fu Manchu or handlebars. Like, right. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like it's fun. It's uh it's something different. And, Especially, it's a good cause because, like, it is a conversation starter, right? Like, like, oh, like, why do you have a mustache? Oh, it definitely oh, is, man. When someone it's, for, yeah. it's for it's for a good cause. Um, I, so. uh, I, you know, obviously, people who've known me a long time, hang out with me, know I 
grow my hair out a lot. You know, memory of my mom uh, who passed away from cancer. Jeez, oh, man, it's been like almost 15 years. It, it, it's been a long time. And uh, she passed away from cancer, lung, brain, bone, and adrenal. And uh, I cut 22 inches off my head uh, this year, cut like almost two months ago. Took three and a half years to grow, but like I'll probably do it again. Um, and my third time doing it, I, I donated it this time to uh, Pantene, you know, makes wigs for, you know, cancer, you know, cancer patients, cancer survivors. And uh, I guess I'll probably do it again. So I'm definitely in favor of that. And I can't stress enough. Uh, check out Connor's bio and make sure you support his cause because it does, you know, men's health matters, whether it's fighting, you know, diseases like cancer or just depression and mental health. Like it definitely does matter. So um, I can't, again, I can't stress that enough. Uh, moving on um, from that, not to move on so quickly from a subject like that, but uh, what else, I mean, what else you want to talk about on tonight's game? Like I can go, I can talk for hours about tonight's matchup. Like I just, I'm so excited right now. Um, it's always good when you beat the least. No, it doesn't, we, it doesn't, like, I, uh, I said after Tuck's first goal, there are no pictures on, on the box score. I always say when I play golf, like, it doesn't matter how you do it. There are no pictures on the scorecard. Like, yeah, a win is a win. Like, it, it wasn't necessarily pretty, and it was a back-and-forth game, but I think that's – I think everybody bet on the over tonight. Like, it yeah. was – like, not off. Did you get your Levi 28 with a 28 saves? Unfortunately not. They only had 20. Do you not? I was thinking about you. They only had 20. I know uh, our, our guest for the pregame show for episode 143 – he hit his uh, was it Skinner anytime goal scorer he picked or was it? Uh, I thought he said he did middle stat, but was uh, it middle stat? Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe he didn't hit it then. Yeah, I thought he said but, Skinner. Uh, I know I did he didn't. Do, I did do over two goals in the first period, which Paterka came through for me there, which was really really cool of him. Uh, but yeah, you don't see over uh, totals of seven too often in the NHL these days. Uh, but obviously, these two teams together, the run and gun style, the the free play in the neutral zone. Looking for rush chances uh, in the high end offensive skill, obviously yeah. uh, led led to believe that that was going to happen. Ten goals, obviously. So, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, like anytime you beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially in Toronto on a Saturday night hockey night in Canada, I don't know if you were uh, out here. The game was on NHL Network, so they gave us the the CBC feed, which was actually really really cool. I haven't watched a CBC feed of a game in a really long time. Uh, the intermission with uh, with Ron McLean that. Dude, does Paul Bissonnette do everything? He was on Hockey Night in Canada tonight. He was? Yeah. <laughs> like he was he was on the intermissions of Hockey Night in Canada. That dude literally does everything. everything. Hardest, hardest working yeah, man you know, in sports. Honestly, league. no matter what your opinion of uh, of Paul Bissonnette is, like he's a good ambassador for the game. For he's sure. a great ambassador yeah, for the he's game. He's entertaining and like he has a lot yeah. of good points. And he, he may I, not have been the best player, but he knows his stuff. Like he legitimately is a good analyst. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to see. And uh, yeah, just from my perspective, listening to that broadcast, um, the play-by-play announcer was was really complimentary of Devin Levi throughout the game. Uh, he, especially on, on the big saves, but the high danger chances, he was obviously talking about his quickness and his ability to recover from goals and make the big saves when he needed to. So just from an outside perspective, I thought that was really cool. And yeah, they they talked a lot about Tage Thompson. So that was yeah. uh, that was a fun perspective to to view the game tonight. And I'm gonna try to watch more because you can just feel the passion from the Canadian people when they talk about hockey. It, it is so much different than watching a game on ESPN or TNT. I think you feel it in Buffalo too on MSG. With obviously, I think Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray do a great job. But that perspective from a hockey night in Canada it takes me back. To channel 16 as a kid watching back in buffalo um, yep, every, I every, that. Oh, yeah. yeah every saturday night so uh that was Not really cheering. yeah well, <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> but, yeah yeah it was it was really cool to see that tonight and i think the the perception around the league especially from a market like that is that the sabers are this fun and exciting team and i think casual fans of the game enjoy watching them because they're going to make it entertaining they're going to run and gun they're going to create chances Tage Thompson, I think he had a two-on-one and at one point, and he just, for, for whatever reason, he like I think he created a better chance, but he had a double toe drag in the slot when he could have just shot it on net. Like, that doesn't happen too often. Obviously, Austin Matthews does that. But, yeah, for an outside perspective, like I think people are really, really latching on to this team, and it's it's really cool to see. I agree. Um well, I mean, I don't. I honestly, man, I'm not thought of t- stuff to talk about. It's just, uh, 
don't know. I, I don't know. Um, sorry, I'm having like a loss for words here. Um, let's talk more about Levi and his his return. We haven't really really touched on that a lot. Uh, I thought he looked really aggressive. Um, he wasn't you know shying away or you know you know sometimes when you come back from a lower body injury like that again we speculate it was a groin um that you're kind of timid he didn't really play timid much at all tonight he was still moving pretty good uh again we go back to that save um obviously you give up a, a matthews hat trick but you can't really put much blame on him there um obviously upl helped carry this team and went three to three and two to start the season um how do you see them handling the goaltending situation moving forward I think they need to be careful, obviously. Uh, they saw what happened when they gave Levi too many games in a row uh, mm-hmm. to start the season. I think it's it's good that they will have two days off now. Uh, I, they play Tuesday in Carolina. I think Levi probably gets that game. Uh, that's going to be a much tougher, slower game than tonight, obviously. So that could be a better situation for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they are careful with, with how they handle it. I Obviously, like – Back-to-backs, if you really need it, must-win games. I think you go to Levi, but I think UPL showed that he can be either a starting goalie at his best or a very good backup at his worst. And you ride the train, maybe two for Levi to begin with, one for UPL, or you just go one-and-one. You you see how it happens. But I think just the defensive responsibility needs to be better for for both guys. especially compared to tonight. I, I do think they've been better than they were last season. But as, as I said, like, that's not saying much, right? Do you, think, do you so, think you run the same lineup back again against Carolina or do you make well, any changes? Depends who's healthy, right? Like if, if yeah. Samuelson's back, obviously you, you put him in. Hopefully Cousins is back. That just kind of – that came out of nowhere today. Yeah, it has to be – they said day-to-day, so it had to be related to that fight at the end of the yeah, game last night with Hathaway. I know he was upset. I know he threw a chair in the hallway on the way out because obviously how could you not be upset with that effort from the night before? that night but like especially with the wow, way what a it. touching what a touching tribute to bob knight from dylan cousins good point yeah for r.i.p bob knight you know it's kind of crazy like i saw i saw a, st- uh, a, a thing on him that he won two ncaa titles and only had one nba like hall of famer that he coached his entire career like that's pretty wild if you ask isaiah me. thomas right he had huh isaiah thomas right yep yeah, it was Isaiah Thomas. Yes, we uh, we interviewed uh, Steve Alford the other day, the the head coach at Nevada now, former UCLA head coach, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was one of his best players at at Indiana. But um, yeah, he spoke highly of him. Obviously, he was a controversial controversial person, and uh, a lot of passion, especially especially later in life. Uh, yeah. He had some uh, some interesting views, and he also choked a guy once, uh, one of his own one of his own players. Remember that. But, Really, really good coach. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Dylan Cousins for throwing a chair in honor of Bob Knight. Uh, but yeah, they're 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 going to need him back. Uh, this team, like, they're not the biggest, obviously. And I think Jordan Greenway is really throwing his weight around out there, and he's providing the physical presence that they need. Uh, but they're a smaller group, and there are going to be injuries here and there. And I saw you tweet out earlier, like, what's it going to take for Yuri Kulik to get into this lineup? Yeah, probably one more injury. If I if I had well, to guess. One I just more. don't understand. I mean, I think I think the, I, I think the issue potentially is not even the issue, but their thought process is bringing the same type of player that they already have. Like when they brought up Brandon Biro, or is it Biro or Biro? I, I keep saying Biro. I, I go Biro. Brandon Biro and Lucas Rusak, like they have a little bit more jam. They have a little bit more physicality, and that brings a new element to this team that's not currently there that much. So bringing a guy like Yuri Kulik, obviously he's scoring goals at another re- really good clip in the AHL, and he's doing the same things he's, he did last season. But I think their worry is filling the lineup with the same type of player, especially a young 19-year-old kid who doesn't have as much physicality. So that's my only thought. Uh, but it's getting to the point where if they have another injury, then he's probably going to be out. Yeah. So we'll see how he handles it. Yeah, and I just I look at Olafson too. I'm really interested to see what type of trade offers that Kevin Adams had at the deadline. Cause you, you know, they, obviously they were shopping him. Like what type of offers were on the table for him? Because at this point, man, to get a guy like Kulik in the lineup or Byro or somebody who, you know, plays with speed and some jam and just doesn't look useless out there. Um, I'd trade him for a fifth or sixth round pick at this point, man. 
because it's, it's getting bad. And I did not say that at the end of last season. I was like, you need to hold out for a second because he can score 30 in this league. And he can. Yeah. I even advocated, I even advocated, dude, try and sell him to the Knights because Eichel spoke so highly of him uh, during his interview when he still played with Buffalo on spit and chicklets. He even said like, dude, this guy could score 40 in his sleep. Like, Try and maybe sell him to the Knights to go play back, go back and play with Jack because the, he was at his best when he did play with Jack um, for a short period of time. So like now it's like you could you could justifiably waive him. <laughs> you could, yeah. With how bad he is. He did draw. He did draw a nice penalty tonight. Um, had a good play on the boards where he held the puck, and I think we've seen a little bit more physicality from him and play on the walls. And I think obviously they're stressing that. But yeah, if he's not scoring goals, like that is the the one thing he's been able to consistently do uh, throughout his career. So yeah, I mean, he's obviously not going to be a fourth line power forward. That's just not the type of player. It's he not. Is. You know, he so, uh, they might not. They, they might not be able to get anything for him at this point. And like you said, like he might be a candidate to be put on the waiver wire. So I yeah, just I, I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I I think I'm, he gets. I think if you put him on waivers, he absolutely gets picked off a team that. We're willing to, you know, buy low on him and hope that maybe he in a different it changes. No, he'll, he'll have interest just when you look at his stats throughout his career and you and you see what he's able to do with that one timer. He did have one opportunity tonight and he kind of whiffed it and it went wide. Um, Is that the one he, that they still followed up? It was the JJ Paterica goal. Was he it? Shot it wide. Yeah. He shot it wide. It rang back around. Owen Power kicked it over to Paterica for the goal. So, well, I mean, well, there I you know. go. Um, also, uh, last night, uh, I think Owen Power, probably from what I've read and what I heard, he probably has worst game of the year. Uh, he was plus nine going into the game last night, and I think he was plus four after the game. He might have been minus five. Yeah. It was really bad. But I do think he played a little bit better tonight. Uh, as we talked about, like it's not going to be perfect from him. He's a 20-year-old kid playing in the best league in the world yeah. with some of the best offensive talent in the world. Like He's not going to be a Norris Trophy candidate every single night, but – Getting him these reps, getting him 25 minutes of ice time is yeah. key in terms of his development. And he's got to make these mistakes and he's got to learn from them. And I think for the most part, he has done that. And for the most part, aside from Darlene, he's been the Sabres' best defender this year. So you can't be too upset with the kid, especially when he has a one-off night uh, out of 12 games. So I'm, I'm not worried about Owen Power. And I thought he performed pretty well tonight. Also, uh, Matthew Savoy, five points in six games at the Amherst. Um, I think he's just about done with his conditioning sting, correct? So, like, does he slot in this lineup at some point or do they just send him right back to junior? Yeah, um, right. Like, I would be very it. interested, if, especially if Cousins is out for another game. Give Matthew Savoy a chance to make his NHL debut. I think his speed would be his greatest asset in the league. Uh, that's what everybody's talking about, and it, he seems to be setting himself apart with the Americans, uh, with how fast he is. Yeah. So putting, putting him with Paterka, just, just doing a, doing a track meet type line. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Paterka, Savoy and, and Tuck would be a very fast line, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you might as well give him a shot, especially as you said, like, but like, do you bring up Savoy before Kulik? Like that's, that's the, the discussion that you, you've got to have. Of course, well, it's already here though. That's the thing. I think that's what, you know, you have, a, you have, I want to make a decision. I'm like Kulik, you don't have like an eight game or nine game window with him. Like you yeah. can pick him up and send him back at any time you want. Whereas with Savoy, you probably want to have an idea of what you got there right now. And like right now and in, in the now, um, I personally would like to see it. You know, how long is Zach Benson supposed to be? Uh, I think I saw week to week, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I, uh, that's another guy who will probably be sent to Rochester for a conditioning stint, right? Like, for sure. see, uh, they, they could realistically, if you think about it, they could realistically just have these guys here for like half the season. Mm-hmm. They for sure. If they, if they do it correctly, um, uh, I think, uh, the the Tampa Bay Lightning are probably they used to be the best. Of the, they have their long term injured reserve, and they do their conditioning stints, yeah. and they bring people up. They obviously don't have the depth or the pipeline that they used to. But um, Sabers could be really intelligent about how they handle all of these guys. Uh, and as we've said, like it's a really good problem to have. Uh, but I think you do need a little bit more. As we talked about, like they're not going to bench Oposo. They're not going to bench Gergensons. Like these guys have that defined spot at the bottom of the lineup on the fourth line. And for the most part, I think they've been relatively responsible defensively. They used to be the penalty kill and 
clearly that didn't work out. So now they have Greenway and, and, and Tage up there, which is infinitely better. But yeah, like it's just not going to happen. They're not going to bench their captain, uh, even if the game has passed him by a little bit and he's largely the slowest player on the ice every time he steps out there. But I think I think his leadership and his uh, what he means to this team speaks louder than the deficiencies that he has on the ice. So I think you just like have to wor- not worry about that if you're a Sabres fan and then you see what you can do with that third line or the second line in the interim. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, again, I would have loved to have seen them, you know, I've said this before, go with a co-captaincy almost this year, just so you didn't kind of back yourself into that corner by not being able to scratch your captain for performance reasons. Not that, again, to your point, it's not that Ocposo isn't giving everything out there. It's just, there's games out there where he's clearly behind the play and, you know, can't keep up and, you know, it, it, it would be beneficial to be able to have him out of the, maybe scratch him one every four to bring a guy like Byro up or Savoy up or Benson into the lineup, just to, you know, put some more energy into that bottom six. I, I, that's why I was like, you know, you put yourself in that position by make having him be the lone captain, because there are going to be games where his lack of speed is going to hurt you. Yeah, I I think I, I don't necessarily think it's hurt them yet, but it's definitely not helping. So, yeah, I think uh, you see what happens, um, but I don't know. And then I, the last thing is I think the power play is still an issue. Uh, I think there is not enough creativity. Even the one-timer to Tage on the half wall, it's becoming kind of predictable. Like even he had a 99.8 mile per hour shot off that off that one-timer. Um, I think it was in the Wall, second period. Wall, Wall knew it was coming. Like, yeah, he knew it was like he knew it was coming, and the whole league knows it's coming at this point. Yeah, like he did it so many times last season where it wasn't as predictable because it was newer. Like they weren't doing that as much the season before as they did last season. So maybe even just like thinking you're going to do that and sending it right back or sending it across the ice or making it seem like that's going to happen, and then finding someone else that's open because at this point, like. I think you are, and maybe maybe not, but we potentially could make that save. <laughs> I, I, if you were to do that ten times, how many times are you stopping uh, it? Maybe two. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, dude, probably. I, I, I would be, dude. I would be celebrating like I won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, if I stop it once, I'm gonna be super excited. Uh, like, and the thing is, if like, you stop it, it's because it just hits you. It's not yeah, like you well, at, the <laughs> end, at, the, at the end of the day, like saves a save. That's, yeah, if it hits you, it hits you. Save. That's a save. Yeah, be big and let the puck hit you. That's what I was told growing up. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I just think they need to use that because I think the power play is as stagnant and uncreative as it is, is because that's their that's their number one play. That's the button in the playbook that they're pushing every single time and they need to do something else to to change it up a little bit. Obviously, Paterka did get that power play goal off the off the Olofsson miss on, on the other side, which is great. And then it's a really good shot by him. But that shot was aided by someone being in front of the net, taking the goalie's eyes away, getting a dirty – it was it was a nice shot, but they need you more. You have to find a way to clear up the middle of that ice more. Like Brian yeah. was talking about it. Move around a little bit more. Yeah, you, you, you try – it's it's telegraphed so much what you're trying to do, and you need to free up – if, you, if you're if you going to try and free Tage up for that shot and have it be more effective, you have to get them moving out of that box or even like in that five-on-three, that triangle that they stayed stationed. They were very disciplined with it. They were, and they, they didn't give you any chances. But you also need to con- you have your feet moving. You yourselves can't stay stationary. Uh, you need to do, you know, almost like end-arounds in football, just like, you know, you know, move the defenseman around. Maybe put Darlene or somebody else into that spot and move Tage around just to, just to get somebody following Tage around because you know – that they're that that's the guy they're most locked onto watching him because he's obviously been the killer on the power play. He's got use the him, yeah, shot. Use, use him as a decoy. Exactly. hundred like, percent to have him be the quarterback almost like, yeah, everyone knows that it's coming. Send it right back to Darlene, have him deflect it, put it in front. They need dirty goals. Uh, to yep. the point where right now I think they're the 28th or 29th power play in the league. And that is not good enough. Only four goals this season or, on the power play. Or, I think they have, they have two shorthanded goals and four power play goals. Put him honestly. You can even 
You could even switch things around. He's a big body. You could put him in front of the net. Yeah. Have him be that guy. Like, yeah. look how good he can be in, sh- in small ice situations with those hands. We've with seen it along the boards. Yeah, like, I, I think that'd be a great idea. I in really that bumper spot, why not? Like, yeah. it, like doesn't even have to be in the screening the goalie. Just like yeah, putting like, in a different spot. Put him as close to the net as you possibly can. Free him up and now make him a dual threat. Like I, I think you should because you got to do something with that first unit. You just have I, to. I'd love Greenway uh, in front of the net. Just like put him there. He's almost an immovable object. Take take the goalie's eyes away. Try to tip pucks, bang in rebounds. Doesn't need to be pretty. I think this team gets into a lull sometimes. Not even a lull, but they are too reliant on getting the highlight goal. They obviously the, like it's a fancy team and they have a lot of skill, but you do not need to go upper 90 on every single shot. You do not need to oh. have these insane toe drags. And Especially when the goalie is unimpeded in front. Like, you need more bodies in front. You have to you have to distract them. Like, you just can't let him see. You know, It's not even like him seeing the shot. It's him being able to see that that's where they're working the puck to. Not that you shouldn't expect that anyway, but the fact that he can see where they're working the puck to and just kind of watch the play develop, like getting the goalie's grill so he can't make that move as well as Wool did over to stop that shot. Like impede him a little bit, let, not let him see that pass happen. Yeah. No pictures, uh, no pictures on the box score, as we say. Uh, and the game winning goal is a great example of that. Getting it over to Darlene takes the one timer. He doesn't necessarily do that that often. Change it up a little bit, gets to the front, deflection, goal, 5-4, tuck it to the empty net, or 6-4 win. So, yep. yeah, uh, dirty goal got, got the win tonight, and I think they need a lot more of that moving forward. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap things up here? Um, and I'll give another – actually, before that, I'll give another shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Fatty Beer Company. Make sure you get over there. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies, one Mike, one Mike sent you, seven Western New York locations. Uh, for the premier tap room in all of Buffalo, dog and kid-friendly bar. They'll always have a treat on tap, ready to go for your dog when you bring them in and greet whoever is behind the pine. Let them know that two goalies on Mike sign you. And again, Buffalo Go, Buffalo's premier local apparel company for all your Buffalo sports needs. Uh, make sure you go snag one of those Stefan 316 shirts and, of course, the Buffalo NHL Shield ball cap. We uh, might we might have some shirts coming, right? Oh, I think so. Oh, we do. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, We've been kind of hinting at it. We got to stop doing that. We can't let somebody steal our ideas. Yeah. Well, I don't think that'll happen. Um, nope, not. I hope not either. But I think yeah. the six. I think the six K shirt is the first shirt we make. Uh, I think we got to do a Levi Jedi collaboration. Um, we we can do a, a variety of different things, but or <laughs> I think we should do a shirt. Where it's just it's Tage in like Times New Roman, it just says Tage period on the front. That's it. Tage period. It's a black shirt, white lettering. It just says Tage in in Times New Roman font. I like that. Tage. Why not? Keep think, it simple, simple and clean. I think I think that's that's all you need. So three shirt ideas already. Yeah. Hopefully nobody steals We're them. We're gonna get them rolling. We we the, have what, collaboration from Buffalo logo. Again. We have copy. We have copyrights on all of those already. If if anyone tries to steal that, we yeah, have lawyers. We can't do we, that. We will. Um, we will find. Maybe it. we should actually come out with our own merch too for two goalies. I'm like, not a bad idea. We've never haven't done that one yet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, right. Final thoughts. Yeah, obviously massive win. Uh, Levi Jenner shirt. Take one. Let's do it. We're in. Yeah, we're in. We're in. We're doing we're it. Um, but yeah, final thoughts. Obviously huge win. Always oh, going to beat the Leafs. Uh, I think Levi's back. He starts on Tuesday against the Hurricanes. Hopefully you get Cousins back. Hopefully you get Samuelson. But for the most part, especially after last night, to outplay one of the better teams in the league, to deserve that win, to face as much adversity as you did. I think it's the first yep. game of the season that they won after going down one nothing. Uh, to have the lead three or four times and then give it back up and then get it again. With a dirty goal to end the game, and Alex Tuck, obviously, what, what else yeah. can you say? He uh, seems like he's all the way back, and that is one of the best things that can happen for this team. So, yeah, Tage, Tuck, Skinner, Middlestat, Paterka, Dalian offensively, uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, and obviously Devin Levi uh, did what he needed to do to get the win tonight. So, massive, I also massive win for the boys. I also cannot wait 
to see Steve Dangle's LFR tonight. If you're all familiar with Steve Dangle, uh, from the Steve Dangle Podcast Network, uh, he does his Leaf fan reaction videos. The uh, legendary David Ayers, you lost to a Zamboni driver video, one of his best. Uh, but they're always a little something added extra when they lose to the Buffalo Sabres. So can't wait to watch that tonight. Not that I'm trying to promote Steve Dangle, but I can't wait to watch that video. Uh, I love seeing Alex Tuck uh, perform at a high level tonight. Uh, two goals, uh, his second and the empty net very, you know, re- resembled the Jack Eichel, uh, uh, empty net goal on RJ Knight. Um, you know, seeing Tage on that shorthanded offer, you know, goal, you know, he would not be denied. That's literally the only way you could explain it. And Ryan Johnson's debut was very impressive, but I can't wait to see more of him. I think that his performance tonight earned him at least another game, depending, even with Samuelson coming back. I think you take somebody else out of the lineup rather than sending him back uh, to Rochester, in my opinion. Um, I don't know who takes a seat. We all know who I think it should be. Uh, and then Devin Levi, uh, again, showing up and playing strong and making the saves he needed to make in the Pia Buffalo win tonight. 5-3 score prediction. Pretty close, 6-4. was, yeah. We were 5-3. I did predict a, a Ryan Johnson goal. got an assist, a, very, a beautiful pass to Jeff Skinner. Um, so, yeah, those are my final thoughts. Um, remember, everybody. Uh, go check out Fatty Beer Company and Buffalo Logo, our uh, premier sponsors. And I'll hang up and listen. We will see you later, uh, maybe early in the week. We'll rip an episode. Go check out episode 143 with uh, Josh Potter, which we recorded right before tonight's game. And uh, make sure you're following us on our platforms. Uh, me at uh, DwayneS39 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hurls 13 uh, and at two goalies, one mic on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, go leave a comment, like, uh, anything helps. And I'll hang up and listen. Go Bills tomorrow night against them Bengals, Sunday night football. You know how great uh, QB1 is in prime time. Let's keep it rolling. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See you around.
Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. 